Good evening. Welcome to another episode of Dinner Time Discipleship. I'm Neeraj, your host. I guess co-host now, since uh, Christine's been taking over hosting duties for the past several weeks. Um, we're back from vacation now. Um, we, we were gone for a while and got some time to recharge and relax and uh, just spend time together. And so um, we're back from vacation and ready to get back to it. So hopefully you'll see more frequent and regular podcast episodes from us. And um, let's get into this one. So we're continuing with the book of James. And um, well, I guess I didn't do the introductions. So uh, like I said, I'm Neeraj, your host. I'm here with my three kids and my wife. Christine, say hello. Hello. Eva, say hello. Hello. Eva's a little bit under the weather. We're not sure if she has COVID or not, but probably not. Um, Noah, say hello. Hey. Uh, Leela, say hello. Okay, guys, you're going to talk real loud today, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Nice. That's good. So today we're jumping into chapter three of the book of James. And, uh, you know, we thought you know, normally we don't read the scripture itself because its entire entire chapters are very long to read. And uh, I'm sure you guys can read it for yourselves. Uh, but in this case, it's pretty short and we thought it would be good to just go ahead and read it. So everybody has it. And you don't have to stop what you're doing if you're driving or whatever and start reading your Bibles. And so here we go, uh, chapter 3 of James. And this is from the easy-to-read version. My brothers and sisters, not many of you should be teachers. I say this because, as you know, we who teach will be judged more strictly than others. We all make many mistakes. A person who never said anything wrong would be perfect. Someone like that would be able to control their whole body, too. We put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us. With these bits, we can control their whole body. It's the same with ships. A ship is very big, and it is pushed by strong winds. But a very small rudder controls that big ship, and the one who controls the rudder decides where the ship will go. Leela, are you paying attention? Okay. It goes where he wants it to go. It is the same with our tongue. It is a small part of the body, but it can boast about doing great things. A big forest fire can be started with only a little flame. The tongue is like a fire. It is a world of evil among the parts of our body. It spreads its evil through our whole body and starts a fire that influences all of life. It gets this fire from hell. Humans have control over every kind of wild animal, bird, reptile, and fish, and they have controlled all these things. But no one can control the tongue. It is wild and evil, full of deadly poison. We use our tongues to praise our Lord and Father, but then we curse people who were created in God's likeness. These praises and curses come from the same mouth. My brothers and sisters, this should not happen. Do good water and bad water flow from the same spring, Leela? Of course not. My brothers and sisters, can a fig tree make olives? Nope. Or can a grapevine make figs? No, and a well full of salty water cannot give good water. Are there any among you who are really wise and understanding? Then you should show your wisdom by living right. So we're transitioning here from... Just a side note, we're transitioning from the discussion about the tongue 
to a discussion about wisdom. Are there any among you who are really wise and understanding? Then you should show your wisdom by living right. You should do what is good with humility. A wise person does not boast. If you are selfish and have bitter jealousy in your hearts, you have no reason to boast. Your boasting is a lie that hides the truth. That kind of wisdom does not come from God. That wisdom comes from the world. It is not spiritual. It is from the devil. Where there is jealousy and selfishness, there will be confusion and every kind of evil. But the wisdom that comes from God is like this. First, it is pure. It is also peaceful, gentle, and easy to please. This wisdom is always ready to help people who have trouble and to do good for others. This wisdom is always fair and honest. People who work for peace in a peaceful way get the blessings that come from right living. Christine, do you want to lead some of the discussion? Sure, I'd love to. So, um, you know, something that hit me, I've read the book of James quite a few times, and something that hit me brand new this time is that I thought that, you know, at the beginning, what was the very first thing that they talk about, that James talks about? Do you guys remember what the very first thing was that he mentioned? What was it, Lila? To not be a teacher. (laughs) It wasn't quite to not Not, be a teacher. It was that not many should be teachers. Why not? Why, Eva, why shouldn't many people be teachers? Because they'll be judged more. More. Harshly. Harshly. And they might be wrong. And they could be wrong. That that kind of leads into my next point, that um, the tongue needs to be tamed. And then the third point was what? So they talked about not many people should be teachers. They talked about taming the tongue. And then what was the third part of this chapter about? Who remembers? Wisdom. About wisdom. And wisdom and living right. So I kind of thought these three concepts were unrelated, but I think that they are very much related. I think that everybody needs to detain their tongue. Everybody needs to live rightly. But I think that what James is saying here is that teachers especially are held to those standards and, and held to high standards. So teachers especially need to be careful about what they say. And teachers especially need to be careful about the way that they live. Why do you think it's so important that teachers especially need to have control over their tongue? So that they won't be judged more harshly? Well, they're they're going to be judged more harshly no matter what. But they explained a little bit. He explained a little bit about what the tongue can do. Noah, what are some things that, that they said in this chapter that James said that the tongue can do? Um, it can say bad things and it's the only man. Oh, well, slow down. I can't understand you. It says bad things and it's the only animal people can't tame. Okay. It can't be tamed. It says bad things sometimes. Um, he said there that the tongue can stain your whole body. And, you know, it's this weird thing because these extreme opposite things come out of your mouth. You can say blessings. You can say something that's a blessing to somebody else. So, Dad, can you think of something that you might say to somebody that's a blessing to them? Um, you could encourage them in a difficult time, or you could compliment them on how they're, you know, right living, or you know, something they're doing well in their spiritual walk, or 
helping to encourage other people, just a positive word in general. Okay. So that's a blessing. What might be a curse that a same person might say? Do you understand what I mean by curse, Leela? You're looking at me like, hmm, I don't know. Do you know what a curse might be? No. Microphones can't see head shakes. <laughs> um, a curse would be just something really ugly. Like if I said, you're stupid, that would be a curse. That is, does that help somebody? Does that make them feel good about themselves? Is it helpful to them in any way? No, it is not kind. You're saying something ugly to somebody. So he's saying it's kind of crazy because this same tongue can say blessings, but it can also say curses. It's kind of strange, isn't it? When God speaks, does he give us blessings? Yes, you can speak. Only blessings. He only gives blessings? All her blessings is what she said. Oh, all of your blessings are from God. Yes, that is true. Um, but we sh does God say unkind things to us? Does God say, Ugh, you're so ugly? No. No, he doesn't. It's like that uh, VeggieTales episode with the snoodle. Remind me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> snoodle? You don't remember the snoodle's tail? Oh, is it that those are those, those, the pink and blue poodles? Yeah, so it's yes. a blue guy with the cauliflower hair. Oh, the, the, yeah, the guy with the cauliflower hair. Could you explain what the snoodle tail has to do with the tongue? Uh, not very clearly, but all I remember about it is that the snoodles were these weird creatures living in the forest. And there was one who was scary. <laughs> <laughs> these little monsters living in the forest. And uh, one of them was always, he looked different than the rest. And so he was picked on and people gave him a hard time and they did, they did not um, build him up. They tore him down with their tongues. And uh, later this awkward snoodle meets God, his maker, who adorns him with all his gifts and blesses him and, he becomes, it's like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, right? the same, same story. <laughs> I don't think it's quite like Rudolph. Yeah, it's pretty similar. <laughs> there was no foggy Christmas Eve. No, we don't need a foggy Christmas Eve. The point is that there was, there was somebody who was ostracized because of how they looked or what, for whatever reason. And then someone in authority, like Santa or God, depending on the story, uh, did something special for them and built them up. And now everybody was like, oh, I'm so, I love you and you're so great. Um, so anyway, that's, that's a snoodle's tale, right? So people had the, people had the, uh, ability and in fact did tear down Rudolph or snoodle with their, with their words, with their tongues. And they could have been building him up, but they didn't. Right. And so it took God to step in where their peers would not and to build him up anyway. Oh, so that made me think of something. In that situation, it required somebody who was in a position of respect and authority to tell the person that they had value. What do you think that might have to do with a teacher? Do you think that being a teacher is, is relevant here? Or do you think that being a teacher has anything at all to do with that? No? Think about it. Well, it's because... Um... So they're told they're special by an authority Slow down. because in, in some cases, teachers can be authorities. So, um, it depends on like if the teacher like says what they're supposed to say. Like, okay. Like that they're like, there's more expectations God has for them. 
Right. There is more expectations that God has for teachers, but there's also more responsibilities too. And, um, it makes me think of another book by, um, his name's Kevin Hankies. I think that's how you say his last name. I don't know if it's Hanks or Hankies, but, um, he wrote, he wrote a book called Chrysanthemum. You guys all remember that? I think oh, I read yeah. you guys that book yeah. when you started kin- kindergarten. You remember the one part I used to sing, Chrysanthemum's a daisy. Yeah. So they make fun of, everybody makes fun of this little girl because her name is Chrysanthemum and it's so long and everybody else in her class has short names and they start picking on Chrysanthemum and eventually they get to music class and they have this music teacher who's just amazing and her name is Delphinium Twinkle and she's got the best singing voice ever and um, she, everybody finds out that she loves that name Chrysanthemum. And by the way, Miss Twinkle is pregnant and she's going to name her baby Chrysanthemum. I think she names her Chrysanthemum. She names her some really long name. And um, so all of a sudden everybody's like, oh, Chrysanthemum, you're such a wonderful name. They were making fun of her before. So they were depending on this teacher to kind of change their minds. Um, so the teacher has a very important role in that they are, um, like Noah said, kind of an authority figure. They're respected. Their opinion matters to people. And if you are a teacher, you have to understand that your opinion matters to people. And nobody wants a teacher that has a low opinion of you, right? Have you any of you guys ever had a teacher that had a low opinion of you? They didn't like you. They treated you badly. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah, I did. Does anybody want to share any of those stories? My math teacher. You had a math teacher? Is it your teacher right now? No. No, it was a different math teacher. Let's not say any names, but... Can you tell a little bit about what happened? She wouldn't let me into the Zoom. (laughs) She wouldn't let you into the Zoom. Okay. So, but it made you feel bad because you're a really good student and you kind of felt like, what's wrong with me, right? What about you, Leela? I remember that um, once my kindergarten teacher, uh, I asked her if I could go get a refill on my water bottle from the water fountain. And then when I came back, she was like, I said you could take a drink from your water bottle. And I was like, but. So you were confused, but did you feel really bad that she maybe didn't have a very good opinion of you? Yeah. Do you have a story, Dad? There's no story. He was just a teacher who didn't like me and we just didn't get along, I guess. But do you think that the teacher's opinion of you affected you or affected your peers? Mm. Maybe a little, not really. You just didn't care. Yeah. You don't, you don't have that kind of personality. I think a lot of people really do care, especially young people, smaller kids, they tend to care more and they tend to pick up on that really easily if their teacher doesn't like them. Um, so it's important if you are a teacher that you make sure that you understand the way your behavior, the way you act, the way you talk, that your students understand how you feel about them and that it's loving and kind. Um, one thing, one other point I wanted to talk about is um, that I, I mentioned before that the teacher idea and the, the taming the tongue idea are not two separate things. I think that teachers especially need to tame their tongue. But the other point is that wisdom is also important. Do we want a teacher who is not wise? No. No. Why not? What would happen if you had a teacher who wasn't wise? Then they're not a good teacher. Why not? Because they're not teaching to be wise. Okay. Because they're teaching you wrong things. 
Okay, if they're not wise, they're going to be teaching you wrong things. Sometimes, have you ever heard that phrase, experience is the best teacher? It's true. Experience is a very good teacher. And and wise people learn from other people's experiences. Did you get that? Wise people learn from other people's experiences. So, you know, I watch Leela put her hand on the stove, on a hot stove, and that she's really uncomfortable and she's screaming and crying. Do I need to put my hand on the stove to figure out that it's hot? No, I can look at her and say, hmm, that was really uncomfortable for her. It's probably going to be really uncomfortable for me too. So a wise person can learn from someone else's experiences. Did you have something you wanted to add, Leela? Mm-hmm. If they're also not a really smart teacher, and if a teacher counts as a lunch lady, they could burn down the school with an oven. <laughs> okay, a lunch lady could burn down the school with an oven? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's not wise. But... How can we know if somebody is wise? They said in James, dad, dad was reading in James, how you can tell, bless you know, how you can tell if somebody is wise. Do y'all remember what it said? What comes out of their mouth. Okay. That's one thing. Right living. Right living. They also said conduct. That's right living. Conduct is the way you behave. And also in meekness. I think that gets overlooked and forgotten a lot. Do y'all know what it means to be meek? What does it mean to be meek? Dad? I mean, I have this sort of definition in my head, which is just kind of lowly and not, I guess, the opposite of proud. So humble. Humble. Yeah, I think that's a good word for it. I don't know if that's right, but that's how I think of meek. Yeah, I don't think being meek and being humble are exactly the same, but they're pretty close, I think. So somebody who's wise is also going to be humble. Is there somebody that you know that's humble and wise? Who can you, maybe maybe a character from a book or from a movie, somebody you know in real life. Can, can y'all think of anybody you know that's humble and wise? Me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Was that humble what he said, Leela? No. <laughs> Can you think of anybody you know that is humble and wise? No. I guess, um, do you have one, Eva? Jesus. Jesus is a great example. I was going to say Professor Dumbledore, but Jesus is even better. <laughs> um, I would even argue Professor Dumbledore, Professor Dumbledore is not all that wise because he, <laughs> there's dementors in the building, but we're not going to cancel school. Anyway, whole other conversation there. Um, but a good teacher is somebody who tames the tongue, who has wisdom. And wisdom, we know, is somebody who is what? Wise. Wise and what else? Humble. Humble. They have good conduct. Yes. So what does good conduct look like? What does that mean if you have good conduct? I know like, um, especially Noah and Eva, you guys remember when you were in elementary school, you remember you had conduct cards? Oh yeah, the teacher signed my conduct card because I forgot my homework. Because was forgetting your homework, is that good conduct or is that bad conduct? It's bad conduct. Now, does that mean you're a bad kid? No, of course not. Everybody forgets their homework sometimes. But conduct is just behavior. And all behavior is either good or bad or neutral. And if you're a teacher, 
you are expected to have good conduct. Even if you're not a teacher, you're expected to have good conduct, but especially teachers need to have good conduct. Is a conduct card like those little things that they put in your folder and like if you did good all day, then like they give you a happy stamp? Yeah, she doesn't remember them because she hasn't been to school in person in a long time. But yes, that's that's what it is. Now, why does a teacher need to have good conduct? What happens if you have a teacher who shows up to class late, who um, they're telling you and they're teaching you to not steal, but the teacher steals, or they're telling you to not lie, but the teacher lies. Why is it important that we have a teacher who has good conduct? Well, they won't be hypocrites and they won't be poor witnesses for the lifestyle they're trying to promote. Also because they won't get judged more. Yes, teachers will get judged more. And I think that um, I've said this so many times. I heard somebody saying this to me once. They said that 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 verse, not many of you should be teachers because teachers will be judged more harshly. If you are a teacher and that does not scare you, then you shouldn't be teaching. Do you guys understand why I'm saying that? Yeah. Why, Noah? Because if you're a teacher and like you're not, um, if you're not aware they're going to be judged, then you shouldn't be a teacher. It's not just an issue of not being aware. Well, not being aware, it, but if you're not like scared, if you know they're going to be judged, but you're not scared, then you shouldn't be a teacher. Yeah, because you then sh- you're not because then you're not going to try. Right. You should be very concerned if you are going to be judged more harshly, because. Um, it's not a good thing to be judged, but to be judged even more harshly is, should be terrifying. And, and I, I, that's my last point that I wanted to make is that it says there that you are, as a teacher, you will be judged with greater strictness. That means that everybody is going to be judged with strictness, but teachers will be judged with an even greater strictness. So that means that we, none of us can get away with this attitude of, eh, God doesn't care. God doesn't care if I do this. God doesn't care if I do that. He does very much care. And if you were a teacher, he cares even more. We focus a lot on the teaching aspect. What about some of the tongue stuff? Like the tongue should not be used to curse and bless. Yeah. As I said, I think that this especially, this whole chapter, I think especially applies to teachers, but it applies to everybody as well. Everybody needs to tame the tongue. Is that... Is it- I mean, I... I- I, I was just talking about, yeah, how everybody needs to tame the tongue and, you know, examples of what that might look like. Like, how, how do you, how do you bless and curse people, Noah? Um, I don't know. Yeah, you do. He's too embarrassed to You're laughing, to which means you know. <laughs> uh, uh, if it's okay. super embarrassing, you can say I'd rather not share. Okay, I don't want to say it then. I mean, I, I do it by blessing people and saying nice things, but then turning around and saying you know negative things about people who think differently than I do on certain hot topic issues. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I, I, I could see that. I was going to name some other things that you do that are like that, but maybe that's not very nice. You should um, watch your tongue. I should watch my tongue. I'm not going to say them. Um I think too that it's it's important to know that it sounds to me like James is saying here that nobody's perfect. Teachers aren't perfect. Nobody's perfect. Um, but you know we should all strive 
for that perfection. We should all strive to be as close to perfect as we can be, especially when we've got people watching us. Now I've heard some people say that everybody is a teacher in some sense of the word. Do you guys agree with that? Well, if you, if you taught someone something, then you are, if you have taught somebody something, then, then you're a teacher. Well, if your job is to teach someone something, like if you like regularly teach someone like, like every day or, or something, then you're a teacher, but you're not like necessarily an actual teacher. If you taught someone one thing, then you just taught someone something. Okay, so I think what you're saying is that, like, if you have a name badge that says teacher on it, then you're a teacher. No. Otherwise, you're just somebody telling somebody information. No. Explain. If you, like, regularly teach someone, like, you, if you have, like, sessions, like, every day or week or something, or annually, or something like that, where you teach someone, then you're a teacher. Like, your job is to teach. Okay, well, there might... Okay, you're saying there has to be, like, a regular thing going on there. Yes. Um... So I don't sit down in front of you every day with a chalkboard and a piece of chalk and say, okay, Noah, today we're going to do this, okay, but I still teach you things, right? Okay, I don't mean like, like an organized teacher, like, so, like a teacher, someone who is like regularly teaches someone, like you teach me things. So you like regularly teach me things. So you're a teacher. So you're saying that in order to be a teacher, it, the teaching has to be regular. Like, like when I say regular, I mean like on a regular basis as in terms of time. Are we kind of getting in the weeds here? Well, I'm just curious what he thinks qualifies as a teacher. Lila, what do you think is what makes a teacher? I don't know. You don't know? Eva, what do you think makes somebody a teacher? Uh, if you taught someone and you're a teacher. So anything that you teach another person makes you a teacher. Yes, you have to say yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Do you have a definition of a teacher? Well, there are different degrees of teaching. There's people who are teach all the time. There's people who teach once, and you could all call them. Te you could call all of them teachers, I guess. But I wouldn't call somebody a teacher unless they were regularly teaching somebody something in some sort of systematic way. So you kind of agree with Noah in that there has to be some systematic yeah. teaching going on. Um, I mean. That's what I think the word teacher means, but the responsibility this chapter of James is putting on to teachers, I think will apply even if you say it one time and you're, you're careless or irresponsible with it, uh, with, with whatever you're teaching about God, about your theology. Um, so I think that in order to be a teacher, you have to be an authority on a subject in some way. Or at least present yourself as an authority. Because I know there's a lot of people who are not authorities on subjects and will teach on them anyway. Um, so you either have to be an authority or present, your thoughts, present yourself as an authority. And you also have to share that information with somebody else. You're imparting some knowledge. You're imparting a behavior. You're, you're transferring information from one person to another person. And you are either actually having the authority or putting off that you making, giving the impression that you had the authority. Um, because there are false teachers. There are people, people who will teach you things that are not right. We need to be careful for false teachers. And it says here in James, how you can tell if a teacher is not a, a, a false teacher. Yes. Do you mean by like false teacher, like one plus one is actually three? Not quite. A false teacher would say something like, um, oh, I heard this one recently, that 
Satan is not evil, that God is perfect. God created Satan. Therefore, Satan is also perfect. He is not evil. He was a creation of God. So I hope that you guys can quickly spot what's wrong with that. Do you guys see what's wrong with that? Satan doesn't mean Satan's perfect. God created us, we're not perfect. Very good, Noah. Just because God created Satan doesn't make him perfect. God created people who have made the choice to be imperfect, and Satan is one of those. So um, we do need to watch out for false teachers. Um, is there anything else that any of y'all want to talk about? No. No, maybe just food? Yeah. Okay. So just to recap, can anybody kind of tell me something that they learned? What, go ahead, Lila. What a false teacher is and okay. about false teachers. Okay. Dad, what did you learn? Um, I'm not sure I learned anything new, but just a good reminder to a couple things. One was a good reminder to um, just be careful with how I speak because, you know, in today's really politically and really politically charged climate and there's a lot of a lot of anger in the nation and I've been a participant in that and I need to be careful with what I say because words matter so that was one thing I, I need to be I need to I need to speak consist you know I can't talk <laughs> I need to speak in a way that's consistent <laughs> oh, the with irony. yeah I need to speak in a way that's consistent with what I believe and how I praise God so I should not be cutting other people down whether it's in front of them or behind their backs and then the other thing was um, the emphasis at the end of the, the chapter on right living. If you think you're wise, you think you're understanding, then why are you not living right? Um, are you proud? You know, are you are you anything? Are, are you are you living wrongly in any way, or is your conduct and your thoughts, your thought life, uh, upright? And so that's something else I want to focus on in my life. Those are really good points. Those are things that I wish I had thought of, and I wish I. I wish I came up with that. I was just going to say as a teacher, I think that, you know, that's something that's a calling that God has placed on my life. And it is a burden that, um, it does frighten me. I don't like reading that verse where it says not many of you should be teachers because, <laughs> you know, be well, I used to be an actual school teacher, but God has still called me to teach the word of God. And yeah, I'm sorry, just to be clear, guys, when it says not many of you should be teachers, they're not talking about like school teachers. They're talking about teachers of scripture, about theology. Yeah, I know that, but mom used to be a teacher, so I mean, see a teacher here, she's still a teacher. Right, yeah. but I just said, like I just said, we're not talking about those kinds of teachers. At any rate, I just know that God has placed that calling to be a teacher on my life, and I don't like reading that verse that says that not many should be teachers because you're going to be judged more harshly. I don't feel like it's a, a restriction on my life, but I do feel like it's, like, I need to be really careful about what I teach. I need to make sure that when I'm teaching, that what I'm teaching is correct and that I am coming from a position of humility um, and, and that I have good conduct in the way that I'm sharing this information, that I'm not being a bad witness for, for what I'm sharing. We can move on. Noah? Yeah. Do you have anything that you'd like to share that you learned? Um, teachers are, are judged more strictly because... Uh, God has higher expectations for them. Okay. Does that change the way you th think about God, what you believe about God, knowing that teachers have high expectations? Teachers have high expectations? 
God has higher expectations of teachers? Um, well, that doesn't really change why I see because it's kind of like a God thing to do. But yeah. Okay, so it's just important for you to know that when you're sitting under the authority of a teacher, that you need that teacher to know that they're being judged harsh, more harshly. Or when I'm never. Okay. So, but we, I think another thing is that we all need to keep an eye out for those people who um, do not have good conduct, who aren't humble teachers. They're constantly bragging. Those are not good teachers. Um, the best teacher is God. That's always been the best teacher in my life. And I hope that you guys can look at the word of God. You can look at the Bible and, and it will teach you because the Bible, it says that the, the Bible, the word is living and active. That means that it is a living teacher. And when you read it, there are things in there that it, that can teach you, even, even though it was written a long time ago, it, you can, they can still teach you today. All right. I think we're just about done tonight. Um, stay tuned for our next episode. We will see you, uh, next time. Bye. 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 Bye.